Next on BYU Sports Nation, one-on-one with Bronco Mendenhall as Cougar football gears up for Saturday's showdown in Houston. Trap game? Wait till you hear Bronco's stance. Houston Cougars head football coach Tony Levine joins BYU Sports Nation. How much do you really know about Houston football? Plus, Chase Fisher of the BYU men's basketball team in studio and ready to rock in tonight's Marriott Center Showcase. Boom shakalaka! And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Friday, sports friends. It is October 18th, and this is where you get your weekend BYU Sports Feast started. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the energized and well-informed Jerem Jordan, wherever and however you all may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your Friday. Jerem, time to channel your Montel Jordan vocals. This is how we do it! Yes! Seriously, not a Friday goes by when I don't reference Montel Jordan or that song, This Is How We Do It. Straight out of 1994. I think that's a line in the song, actually. You are I, so white, man. I, I know. I know. I remember <laughs> listening to that when I was riding the bus to away games as a junior high basketball player. Sunset nope. Junior High represent. Nothing gets you pumped like Montel Jordan, baby. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling old right now. The BYU football <laughs> team road tripping in Houston. We have your all-access preview before their first ever meeting with the Cougars wearing red. Both head coaches featured on BYU Sports Nation today. Why? Because we can, Jerem. Every week, you get a one-on-one with BYU head coach Bronco Mendenhall for the pregame show. Countdown to kickoff. Watch it tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. We're going to sample from that on today's show, and Bronco Mendenhall has some intriguing insights into the matchup with Houston. I learn more things about that guy each and every week. That uh, Again, I said this earlier in the week. I wish more people had an opportunity to to talk to him like I do because he's a really dynamic person, really funny guy. Like, I laugh a lot. You'll hear me laugh like obnoxiously loud at some point during today's show while I'm talking to Bronco. Uh, he makes he makes me laugh on a regular basis. Hey, friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network Channel 980. The show is on demand every afternoon on YouTube.com slash BYU Radio. That is how you listen and this is how you join the conversation. Send your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation and vote in our daily poll question at BYUTVSports.com. Time to get bold, Jerem. What is your bold prediction for the BYU at Houston game? The options are BYU by 17 plus. BYU defense scores again. It's a team from Texas, so Taysom runs for 200 plus. <laughs> Cody Hoffman breaks the all-time record with two TD catches. And Spencer Linton will be tireless on the sideline due to a barbecue <laughs> sauce. Stain or multiple stains. I'm going with E, man. I'm going off the board. So you're going with E. No, the I'm, barbecue I'm, not, I'm not going with no? E. No. What are you, what are you going that with? That defense is scoring again. Okay. Wow. Four games in a row. That's really bold. That, that defense is scoring again. Here's my bold prediction. BYU's going to be plus in the turnover average or margin. So so the number one team in the country at turnover mar- average and margin. Margin is plus 14. Average is 2.8 per game. By the way, that's the difference. is going to be plus in this game. Okay. And, well, let me let me ask you this, Jerem. You've been a huge proponent of BYU blowing out this team because you feel like Houston is getting more respect than they deserve because they haven't played anybody. You said BYU wins by 17-plus. So is that not bold enough for you to go with A right there in that option? Sure. 
Okay, BYU by 17 plus. <laughs> I, I just think because I think their turnover margin is more impressive than their record because they haven't played anybody. I can't argue that. I, so well, actually, for yes, BYU to be plus in the turnover margin is a bigger deal than actually winning by 17 to me. BYU's supposed to win this game. And 17, will BYU beating Houston by 17 surprise any Cougar fan? Will that surprise you at all? That's what I'm saying. Is it not bold enough for you to go with that? Uh, okay, I changed my mind. I guess not. I need I need bolder. Okay. Boulderness. Bol- <laughs> that is that is really, really good English. You speak I speak good. Good English. I talk good. You talk very good. Talk about good. And we do it every Friday. Ten minutes. Jam-packed with the major factors you need to know before Saturday's kickoff. BYU Sports Nation gets you ready for game day with five keys to the game. Number one. Turnover margin. Jeremy just mentioned this. Houston, 2.8 per game average positive turnovers. That leads the nation, plus 14 margin overall on the season, which is, I believe, first by a mile, right? Yeah, it's by four, I believe, yeah. which is a lot when you look at everyone. Plus, they've only played five games. Most teams have played six at this, this point. So one less game to go off, but to be plus 14, that's tremendous. And BYU at times has struggled with turning the ball over. Uh, it, it didn't really cost BYU in the Utah game. It was on a fourth down. That was their only turnover. The Middle Tennessee game's a blowout. BYU, scratcher. BYU's minus four. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think uh, it, it's, it's in close games where turnover margin really becomes a factor. And if you have a bunch of turnovers, that can lead to a blowout. But it's really preventing Houston from scoring. I don't think that turnovers is, is that big a deal in that. I think the defense can just force them to punt or field goal attempts. It's can BYU get the ball and then go score? Because then it's a kind of a could be a 14-point swing in that in some of those cases. BYU wins this game if the turnover margin is close. I think the only way Houston stays in the game is if they do what Plus they've been doing all three. season. Yeah, and, and they capitalize on turnovers. So BYU, the, key, the first key for them to win this game is to protect the football. Number two. Score more. I'm channeling my uh, inner football coach right here. Uh, who something when you ask coach, what would John what, Gruden coach, say? What do you need to do to win the game? Score more points than the other team, and so we're going to spin off that because Houston has scored in every quarter this game or of this season of every game. That's Th- impressive. That is that is in many ways almost as impressive as their turnover margin stat plus fourteen. I mean, this team has scored in every quarter. That is consistency. So can BYU counter that and? Keep up with Houston scoring every quarter. BYU has scored in spurts. They've been fantastic for some quarters, but then they've kind of gone to sleep at other times in the game. It's going to be an interesting thing to watch. You can't have a second half against Georgia Tech. I don't, I don't think you can. Although if you have the first half against Houston that you had against Georgia Tech, you're in business. BYU didn't need a ton in the second half. They had a nice run from Algie Brown, uh, and then, of course, you have the pick six, and that sealed the deal. The BYU defense contrasting the Houston offense, has allowed a score in 15 of 25 quarters, 24 quarters. BYU's tied for 15th in scoring defense at 17.3 points per game. BYU's D is legit. They're not facing a legit O. They are facing a, a team that is used to winning and used to getting more opportunities with the ball. I think that's kind of the difference. I'm, I ain't scared of Houston's offense at all. 
Even though they're opportunistic? No. When the team take, takes advantage of turnovers and goes and scores, that creates concern for me. And in their Well, why didn't they score 40-plus against Temple, Rice, or Memphis? That's my question. Their offense isn't that good. Well, let me ask you this. What is the standard for BYU? What do they want to hold opponents under? We've mentioned this a billion times on this show. Jack Bauer. 24. That's right. Texas, or sorry, Houston has scored 26 points per game on average over Temple, Rice, and Memphis. And I know you say, yeah, it's Temple, Rice, and Memphis. But they still won all those games. I don't care who you are. If you're 5-0, and you have some moxie. You have some But you don't skill. have street cred. You don't have you just barely got votes in the in the polls this week because of who you've played and the way you've played. Houston would be ranked if they had blown out fools, but they have not. <laughs> blown blown out fools. Fools, man. A pity the fool. Who <laughs> has no pity for the fool. Okay. Well, the standard is 24 points. If Houston scores more than 24, and I know you think there's no way that's going to happen, can they beat BYU if, if they score if more they, than 24? No, because BYU is going to score 30-plus. And that's why you score more. BYU, by the way, against top three teams on the schedule, this thanks to Jerem Jordan. My, in my opinion, Temple, Rice, and Memphis are their top three opponents versus Southern and UT San Antonio. Okay, and BYU, Texas, Utah, Georgia Tech. Okay, no so Chuck, compare no, points per no game. No Chucky Keaton takes Utah State out of yeah. the mix. So Texas, Utah, Georgia Tech, BYU is averaging 30 points a game, and that's why you say they're going, even if Houston scores 24 or more, BYU will outscore the Cougars wearing red. Yeah, Houston has played those three teams, and BYU's played better teams, and BYU's averaged more points. Number three. Quarterback battle. Houston dealing with a young kid. Freshman, his name is John O'Corn, but he has shown that he's capable. BYU counters with Taysom Hill, who has proven to be one of the most dynamic dual-threat quarterbacks in all of college football. While he has taken his criticism, he has gotten much better in the passing game over the last uh, few contests. And, of course, you know what he can do with his legs. But John O'Corn is an John inter- Children of O'Corn. <laughs> That's what Chris Berman would call him. Yes. You know... You know him too well. Yeah. John O'Corn is a guy that doesn't create fear necessarily in a lot of opponents that he faces, but that doesn't mean he can't at some point. And, and him playing young, and his team is 5-0 and right now. It's got to say something about the kid, right? Yeah, he, didn't, he wasn't the starter. David Pyland was their starter at the beginning of the year, who's top 10 in career passing yards and touchdowns. And so they were disappointed that due to concussions, David Pyland ended his career. John O'Corn came in a few times. He's done a nice job. So among freshmen, with that caveat, he's really good. He's number one nationally among freshmen in passing efficiency and passing touchdowns. But if, if, you're gonna, if we're going to categorize this as a QB battle against Taysom Hill, Taysom wins. Taysom, as we mentioned, the last time play, playing against a team from Texas, 259 rushing yards. Uh, not to mention he's 19th in the country in total offense. Do you know who is 18th? Teddy Bridgewater of Louisville. Do you know who is 20th? Aaron Murray both of Heisman, Georgia. Both Heisman Trophy candidates. Both pretty darn good. Do you know who's number one in total offense in the country? Do you have uh, a guess? Mariota. Close. He's top five. Sean Mannion, Oregon State. Just because he chucks it so much. He's not rushing very much. Sean Mannion, Oregon State. Marcus He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Hey, yeah, how about that? Oregon and Oregon State's QBs off the charts this year. Man. 
Oregon. Must be those sweet donuts up there in Portland, right? Yes. Voodoo Donut, what's up? <laughs> the quarterback battle one to watch. John O'Corn against Taysom Hill, Saturday, Reliance Stadium. Number four. Balance on offense. Houston, very impressive in this category. It's nearly 50-50, 196 rushes and 193 passes. That is the pattern of efficiency, and that certainly has to factor into why they are 5-0. I don't care how they won. They are showing consistency and efficiency, and teams that can do that cause BYU problems, like Utah. Utah was very efficient against BYU's defense. They only scored 20 points, but it was enough, was it not? Yes, and having balance doesn't mean that's a perfect offense or anything. It it depends what you want to do, what it what it what works for you and your personnel. What it does though is creates a situation where you have to be on guard. Like BYU's mixed it up on first down, they've thrown more. Taysom Hill has said, "Hey, I like that," and essentially, it's easier for us because they're off balance. He, in other words, I, so I think that's interesting. the The funny thing is. BYU and Houston have the exact same number of passes this year. That's just weird. When you look at the ratio of how teams generally rush more than they pass, there's exceptions to that. Houston is plus three rush at a 50-50 balance on the year of rush to pass. BYU is plus 126. So it's a 62% (laughs) rush, 38% pass for BYU. 126 more rushes for a BYU football team in 2013. I and I haven't gone back to look at last year. No, last well, hey, look at this. Last year it was just there were six more passes. No, six more rushes than there were passes on the season for BYU. The tide is you shifting. You rush more than you think. As much as BYU passes it, it's not 50 passes. Okay, so here's the key. Like back if, in the day. If BYU or 40 if that front seven, which they've done very successfully against pretty much every opponent they face this year, can get to the quarterback, or sorry, shut down the rush, then they put the pressure on John O'Corn to make plays. And I think Third that, and long. that is the key. Third and long, if you force them into long passing downs, you're going to enjoy a lot of success. And then what happens is BYU plays nickel. They've played really effective nickel on third and, and long, meaning third and six or longer. And then you have, uh, typically you have Peck and Kafusi. Are you two down linemen? You replace a lineman with a, a player in the secondary, and then uh, you have either Fua and/or Vanoy off the edge. That's really the difference where you can get some pressure on the quarterback. So BYU's key right here is force long third downs for Houston. I'd say. You know, get him in a long third down situation, but then Taysom has shown the ability to run or pass for a first down. And number five. It's a trap. It's a trap. Now, Bronco Mendenhall, I sat down with him yesterday one-on-one, asked him about the overplayed, overhyped trap game scenario, and his answer was a bit surprising to me. Maybe that's what the outside world is saying, but, man, they sure aren't getting that from us. Um, That's as far as thing from where our team currently is as can be, so we have a lot of work to do, and Houston's our next opponent, and... A capable opponent. His eyes got really wide when I when I brought up I said trap game. He kind of looked at me like, "You're crazy." Um, that's normally his look when he looks at you, though. That's right? probably true. Yeah, I, I probably get that a few times during the interview. Um, but no, he he just looked surprised when I said that that members of the media and some people uh, like myself and and you, Jerem. I know, Jerem, you're not calling it a, necessarily a trap game because you feel like BYU is just a dominant team here. But 
that mentality, in my mind, makes it for a trap scenario. So when I brought that up, he just said, look, you just heard it. We, we're focused. We're ready to go. And that is the first I've heard of it. You coming in, that coming out of your mouth is the first time I've heard trap game and Houston involved in the same sentence this week. You know what he didn't say, though, is, oh, man, we're going to have to play our best game to beat these guys. We've got to bring... He could, he could omissively think and be confident and should be that, hey, we're going to go down there. We're going to, here's coach speak, execute our offense, play our game, take it one game at a time, give it 110%, and we're going to be just fine. He doesn't want to provide bulletin material. You want to be respectful of the opponent, of course. But me, on this show, here, I don't need necessarily to be respectful of the opponent. I'm going to tell you the facts and what I think. Now, me versus BYU is totally different. What the team is preparing. and If I was on the team, I'd be taking Houston seriously. I'd give them too much credit. I'd over-respect them so that in the moment, I'm not lazy or laxed at all. I'm, I'm imagining them. Uh, I'm, they're, they're Texas. They're Utah. They're Boise State. They're 5-0. and oh. You know, I, I think you don't need much more than that as a football coach. If you say to your team, they're five and zero, we need to hand them their first loss. And so the trap game scenario will continue to be discussed. But Bronco Mendenhall says BYU wants no part of that, and they are preparing to go and win. And I think that is a very positive thing as he says that, and as BYU fans and the football team get ready to take on the Houston Cougars. Now, during that Bronco interview. Uh, we had Kelly Papinga on the show earlier this week, and he was fantastic. We asked him about his demeanor in the press box, and he gets really excited, and he says he's kind of out of control. Well, I asked Bronco uh, if he wanted to switch places with Kelly at any point and, and what he thought of Kelly's antics in the press box, and this is what he said. Kelly's a wacko in the box, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I mean, so we, we um, at one point a year ago, we, I had the um, conversations recorded without telling the coaches that that's – and then – he, he was grading his film at home, and the audio was on, and his wife came down and said, is that you? And said, man, what is your problem? So that worked out well, and that, that lasted for a while, but I think it's about time for another recording session to get him back grouped in. Beware, Kelly Papinga. There may be some recording happening this week uh, during the Houston game. I thought that was fantastic insight. Uh, I'm glad that Bronco opens up a little bit. and He's comfortable with you now, which is, which is awesome. Hashtag Bronco humor, by the way. I, Bronco's fun. Bronco, I, when he's not in game mode, he's actually you know a, a pretty fun, chill guy, which is enjoyable. And we'll talk with Houston's head coach in a few moments as well, Tony Levine. Yeah, Bronco's just really intense. Once he get, when he gets in the mode, he's in the mode, and you, you don't bother you, it. I want you to be in the mode in the game. You know, I want you to be in the zone, focus, and then we can have fun later. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, Houston head football coach Tony Levine gives us his winning formula against BYU and prepare yourselves to learn random bits of awesomeness about Houston and Houston football. Know the foe. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in beautiful BYU broadcast building. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Make yourself a part of the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. 
Okay, here's your weekend homework. And it's fun, I promise. Join us tomorrow, Saturday, BYU football's first ever matchup with the Houston Cougars. BYU Radio's pregame coverage starting at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the telly. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff starts at 2.30 p.m. I will be live in Houston catching a flight right after this show. Uh, and with reports from Reliance Stadium. The game on BYU Radio and ESPN News at 3.30 p.m., followed by post-game coverage on both BYU Radio and BYU TV. Jerem Jordan has been working very hard. He is the intellectual genius behind BYU's countdown to kickoff, so watch. Wait, what? You won't be disappointed. Sorry, is that this week? Uh-oh. Yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, we have a show? Uh, What? Hey, what's your bold prediction for BYU in Houston, BYU Sports Nation? We go to the voice of the people in our poll question to find out. Jerem. The people resonate with me, my man. BYU by 17-plus, although Houston 5-0. and So BYU fans thinking BYU's going to win this one big. Cody Hoffman breaks the all-time record with two TD catches as second by 3%, so it's close. Okay, before we welcome in head coach Tony Levine of Houston, we go to some bold predictions on Twitter. This one from at Lyle Scow. BYU 42, Houston 13. Bam, bold. I'll take care of the tweets, friend. We'll get to more of those later. We move on. Tony Levine has 17 years of coaching experience at the professional and collegiate level overall. Second season as the head coach of the Houston Cougars. They're 5-0 and entering Saturday's game with BYU. Welcome, coach. BYU and Houston share the same mascot, but wear different colors. It's blue and red clashing at Reliance Stadium in Houston. What makes this matchup such an anticipated one for your team? Well, you know, it's uh, it's a great uh, it's going to be a great game, and, and uh, certainly uh, BYU is a is a program that's uh, so well recognized nationally. Coach Mendenhall's done a fantastic job in the in his tenure there, and, and uh, to be a great challenge for us. I think our fans are looking forward to it. Uh, um, again, we're trying to take it uh, this season one week at a time within our program, and uh, I think it'll be a, a great atmosphere. I know uh, BYU's fans travel uh, really, really well, so it'll be a great atmosphere, one of the best uh, NFL stadiums in the country. When you look at your schedule, you've won every game that you've played, which is the goal. Did you see yourself 5-0 and after five games? Well, um, you know, it's funny. You, you talk to uh, fans or supporters and people close to the program in the off season, and everybody speculates this is what the record will be at this point, and and this is this is a win, and this is going to be tough, and that's going to be harder. And and you know, the kids got to go out and and uh, play one week at a time. So again, uh, we're trying to do our best, and at this point. We're not looking beyond our next opponent uh, as BYU, and we're and we're not looking in the rearview mirror and looking back at anything we've done. So uh, we've we've kind of had the the motto this season that we just want to be one and zero at the end of the week. Uh, so certainly, it's uh, I think it's very very uh, uh, pleasing to our staff, our student athletes that uh, at this point we're undefeated. But again, none of that matters at this point. We're trying to improve each week, each day, and uh, look forward to this game come Saturday. How many times have you played at Reliance Stadium, either as a coach and with Houston or somewhere else? Well, last season uh, we played Rice at Reliant. It was our first time uh, here as a program uh, in uh, not being in a bowl game. And then uh, um, this season we've played there uh, twice so far. How does it feel to see yourself on that ginormous screen when they're all focused in on you? That's a great question. You know, it's a, and it's a new uh, a jumbotron, if you will, up there in uh, Reliance Stadium this season. I think it might be the biggest in the country. So yeah, it is. That's uh, what we hear. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's a great atmosphere. Our kids 
Um, you know, again, I, I don't know if the the listeners to your show are aware of this, but they they we've knocked down our on-campus stadium, and they're actually building a new one that'll be ready for the 2014 season. So again, we've we, last week we played Memphis at a soccer stadium. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're playing Rice. I'm sorry, we're playing Cincinnati at Rice's stadium. So we've had to move around a little bit here uh, in town. Uh, but it's a fun, it's a great venue, great atmosphere, and the kids really enjoy uh, playing at Reliant. Tony Levine, head coach of the Houston Cougars, joins BYU Sports Nation. How has that affected your team not playing at your single home stadium, but playing among three different stadiums in town? Well, uh, you know, a couple things. Coming off uh, uh, really a disappointing season last year, we finished 5-7, and seven, and our kids... Uh, at the end of last season, uh, we had uh, we've got a great group of young men. Uh, they are rather young. We're starting a freshman quarterback, and our leading rusher and receiver are both true sophomores. But uh, uh, they're very, very hungry uh, for this season to get here. And uh, it's kind of we've we've taken the approach of you know we'll kind of play anybody anywhere. So we're we're you know a lot of different venues here in town. We've taken a bus trip down to San Antonio to play UTSA. Certainly with our American Athletic Conference being more out east, we've taken three-and-a-half, four-hour flights out there to Philadelphia, and we got one next week to New Jersey. So uh, we've kind of taken it, uh, uh, and it's been a sense of pride in terms of, look, we really don't have a home right now. We've got our fans coming to see us play each and every week in Houston, and uh, the kids are really enjoying that part of it. I'd like to know how many miles your football team is going to travel by the end of the season. That said, you're home this weekend, and you have the nation's Leading ball hawking defense, your turnover margin uh, margin is plus fourteen. You forced eighteen turnovers, only given up the ball four times. What's the secret behind that staggering statistic? Well, that's you know the turnover margin is the number one correlation to winning and losing football games. So it's it's something uh, I actually uh, showed our team a PowerPoint presentation uh, the first day they reported uh, the first uh, week in August and showed them the top twenty teams nationally from the 2012 season in turnover margin and the bottom 20 teams in turnover margin and showed them their correlating win-loss record and it's really staggering when you when you when you see the top 20 and see what their records are and then the bottom 20 and what their records are so we told them you want to win football games take care of the football and last year uh, again in my first year here's the head coach uh, we did a nice job defensively. I think we had 31 turnovers that we forced. Offensively last year, we turned it over 35 times. So this year now at the halfway point, if you will, we've only turned it over four times on offense. Uh, we do a ball security circuit at the end of every practice on offense. And defensively, we do a, a, a turnover circuit at, uh, during every practice. So I think uh, you know the kids are bought in. They're flying around. They uh, practice taking the ball away defensively and holding on to it offensively, and that's how they've been playing. BYU takes great pride in its defense, especially the last two and a half seasons. What, do you, what jumps out uh, to you on film that makes BYU, BYU's defense good? Well, a, a couple things. I, I think uh, you know they're very, very sound in what they do. They've got uh, a great uh, technique and fundamentals, and they're extremely uh, physical and athletic. So when when you combine, you know, you see some teams that are athletic, but they don't play as physical. And uh, certainly, you look at the the two deep, and you look at the height and weight of the young men playing defense for BYU, and then you put the video on, and it really matches up. They're playing to their size, so they're very aggressive. They're uh, extremely uh, good at tackling. 
and you see uh, 11 guys defensively for them sprinting full speed to the football. So, again, I, I think uh, I said this the other day here locally, um, you know, BYU, I think Coach Anai, the new offensive coordinator, has done a fantastic job with their offense, but nationally BYU has always had kind of a reputation for being a very stingy, tough defense, and it certainly is showing up on video this year. Talking with Tony Levine, the head football coach at the University of Houston. And, Coach, you have a young quarterback, Zach O'Korn. He's, he's done a really nice job and only four turnovers. How do you prepare him for a defense like BYU that's led by an, an All-American and Kyle Van Noy? Well, uh, you know, a couple things. We lost our, uh, our uh, starter early in the season, David Piland, uh, to an injury, and he had started 20 games for us. And, and uh, John O'Korn, our true freshman, is, uh, you know, six months ago he was at his senior prom, and now he's out there going against a, a very veteran squad in BYU's defense this, this Saturday. So we've, we've tried to kind of bring him along slowly. We feel like we've got some talented skill guys around him at the running back position and certainly at receiver. And, uh, you know, by no means does he have our entire playbook offensively uh, memorized. So he, he's probably got 65 to 70% of it uh, down as good as he can. He's a young man that's got tremendous poise, seems older, uh, than he is when he's on the field, the way he carries himself. And, uh, again, he's been making good decisions with the football, when to hand it off, when to throw it out there, and, and when to tuck it and try to uh, extend the play and, and create things with his legs. So proud of him. He's getting better every week. Um, he uh, makes mistakes, but he, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. So I, I'm pleased at where his development is right now. Certainly puts it in perspective when you think about his prom being yeah, last seriously. year, and, and now he's the starting quarterback at the University of Houston. Got that's, his driver's license three years ago, or something that's like exactly that. Exactly right, and hopefully in the next <laughs> year or so he'll start uh, shaving. <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, when you look at uh, the matchup uh, between these two teams, and it's the first first time you've ever played. Uh, Taysom Hill is a quarterback that comes in having rushed the ball for a crazy amount against Texas, 259, yet he's passed the ball effectively the last couple weeks. What scares you more, his arm or his legs? Well, and that's uh, – certainly I knew Taysom Hill's name would come up in this in this interview, and that's something I've told our uh, media and our fans here all week, is he is not a one-dimensional young man. And everybody certainly in, in our state remembers that game uh, they played a few weeks ago where he ran for over 250, but he's not one-dimensional. He throws the ball extremely, extremely well. He's got talented, big receivers. Um, so he's a dual-threat guy. Uh, again, he can certainly run. That's been proven, but he's got the five touchdown passes. Um, and he's athletic and, and makes great decisions. You know, I think their offensive line is is very talented and physical as well. So he's a guy, um, you know, we've got to certainly focus on to, to have a chance to be successful in this game and certainly defensively. But uh, I worry about him running and throwing. There's not uh, there's not one thing I worry about less than the other when it comes to Taysom Hill. Coach, one of your cornerbacks, Zach McMillan, told me that I needed to go eat at Frenchie's when I make my trip to Houston. Would you agree with that statement? Well, without any question. I mean, to me, it's land, get your rental car, and go to Frenchie's. <laughs> in that order. Okay. All right. Well, that, that's, that's done. Like I said, it's, I was talking to my senior coordinating producer, and we, we we're going to make a stop at Frenchie's. We congratulate you on a 5-0 and start and uh, moving to a new conference. We wish you the best the rest of the season and uh, look forward to a great game on Saturday. Great. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Tony Levine, head football coach at the University of Houston. And boy, really nice down to earth guy, wasn't? I mean, in speaking with him, he said some really, really uh, open things. And seventeen years of coaching experience, wasn't sure what to expect from him, but uh, really down to earth guy. Yeah, and he's uh, hey, talk about pressure. Art 
Bryles, is that his name? Yes. Art, Art Bryles coached at Houston. Now he's at Baylor, coached RG3 to a Heisman. And then uh, Kevin, Kevin Sumlin, Sumlin. Go, coaches at Houston, uh, then goes to Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel, Heisman. So Tony Levine will be at either USC or Texas, and he will ca- – no, I'm just kidding. Do you dare me to ask him where he's going next? <laughs> yeah. Down in Houston. Have you put your home up for sale yet? <laughs> You're at 5-0. and You're on your way, buddy. Oh, my friends. It's that time of week. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Yes. Every week, Jeremy and I, with this fantastic music playing behind us. I'm jamming out, dude. Mm. There's no yeah. such thing to this music. Yes. Uh, we tell you random bits of awesomeness about the city of whatever opponent BYU is playing. So this week it's Houston. So and or university. And or university. University, the city, the, the football program, the athletic program in general. And so now Jeremy and I are going to try and stump each other. And because I'm feeling generous today, Jeremy, I'm going to allow you to go How first. How gracious of you, Spencer. I know, right? What are the colors of the University of Houston? Red and white. Oh, you got to go more specific than that. Oh, uh, Fine, red cher- and white. Cherry red and white. Scarlet red and albino white. That is really white. <laughs> okay, Jerem. This is an easy one. Name of Houston's mascot. Oh, the name. I'm, I'm trying not to look. Can I look? Oh, I looked. Shasta. Shasta! Because that was one of my questions. It's just got to be a default. I'm, I'm going to one-up you there. Cosmo may have a potential girlfriend, right? No, come on. <laughs> Houston has had a live cougar mask, or they had a live cougar mascot until the end of what decade? Oh, good grief. The, was it the, yeah. <laughs> the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, or the 80s? I'm going to say that went away. I don't know. The 60s were crazy, so I'm going to say it went away after the 60s. And 80s! That, 1989! They had a live cougar they won mascot. A, Andre Ware won a Heisman with a live cougar mascot there. <laughs> but where's PETA? Someone's get, someone get PETA on the phone. How is that not making them angry in 1989? They didn't have the same momentum in 89. Well, that's true. Okay. Next. While Houston is had some notoriety for college football, Case Keenum took him to a national spotlight. By Slamajama, baby. By Slamajama. Which team is the most successful in the Houston program? Basketball? Football? Define, define successful. National championships. Ooh, I didn't look this one up. It's going to be some... It's not going to be a major sport. It's going to be like cross-country It's or not basketball weird. and football. We just talked about that. Are you giving me any other options? I'm not giving you any straight? other options. Uh, field, I'll give, I'll give field you, hockey. I'll give you a hint. Uh, sometimes you don't think this is a sport. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> Fishing. <laughs> no. Poker. Men's golf. No, that's a sport, of you, course. You said that... Okay, you said it doesn't require a ton of athleticism to play golf. Correct. It, it, neither does NASCAR. It's a different kind of okay. competitive skill. Men's golf. Their men's golf team has won 16 national championships. Jim Nance was a part of that. That's did he right. win a national title? I'm sure he did. He was on the golf team. I'm sure he did. Okay, Jerem, stump me. Houston fans have a sign they make by holding the ring finger and thumb together with the other three fingers up. What is it called? I have no clue. The Cougar Paw. <laughs> what do BYU fans do? Do we have a they hand? Do we no, have a there hand? Is no, no, we just have nothing. raw, 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 right? There's nothing, yeah. BYU, okay. Okay. What well, is it? We, 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 do have oh, the, like we do have a, the Cougar Growl, though, right? Just like a... <laughs> you makes, just put five fingers curled and... <laughs> that makes up for... Okay, last question. 
Faislamajama. Can you name four players on that team? You would say four. Four. Okay, of course, Clyde Drexler, okay. Hakeem Olajuwon, BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose. Okay, can you name a fourth? No. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Names like Benny Bomber from Bernice Anders. What the? Larry Mr. Mean Michelle or Michael Silent Assassin Young. Okay, one more. Okay. The origins of the name Houston. Oh, what does good, it mean? Good grief. What does it mean? Uh, I, uh, I'm channeling my inner Ron Burgundy here. I believe it's... Uh, an old wooden ship. An old, old wooden ship. <laughs> that would be incorrect. Idea. It means from Hughes, town. Ton or town means settlement or village. Sam Houston, considered the father of Texas, was a politician. He named it. Did you know there are 11 states with a Houston in it? None are west of Texas. Boom goes the dynamite. Oh, yeah, waiting for that. And speaking of boom, up next, the excitement for tonight's boom shakalaka is so high that fans camped out last night in front of the Smith Fieldhouse. What? Joining us next from the men's basketball team is Chase Fisher, who will let you know what to expect. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Thank you, Nate Austin. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan sits to my right. I am Spencer Linton. Hey, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, watch. Give it to me. Boom shakalaka. Thank you. BYU Basketball Showcase live from the Smith Fieldhouse. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler hosting the showcase, which features a three-point shootout skills competition and dunk contest. Don't miss it. Boom shakalaka. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Jerem Jordan has had a heavy hand in producing that awesomeness as well. Yeah, we're really excited. This was, this was an idea that Kyle Chilton came up with uh, the men's basketball sports information director. Of course, he's here, so I have to name drop. What up, Kyle? We were playing pickup in the summer, and we thought, hey, wouldn't that be fun if we did this? And here we are tonight. So tune in tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. It's all coming together so nicely. What does it mean? But what does it mean? (laughs) The double rainbow YouTube video. I love it. Very quickly, Jerem, let's get to our updated poll results. Very quickly. Bold predictions for BYU-Houston football game. Leading the way. BYU by 17-plus. Uh, just 2% behind. Cody Hoppin breaks the all-time record with two touchdown passes. Very well could see both of those. And then BYU defense scores again. Not very much for, it's a team from Texas, Taysom rushes for 200-plus. Yeah. It could happen. Well, that is clever and hilarious, and we should credit our producer, Ben Bagley, for that. That, that That's fantastic. That got some chuckles out of us this morning. Uh, we welcome into the studio now Chase Fisher, a dead-eye shooter, great basketball player, transfer from Wake Forest. He is redshirting this year, will sit out, but he will be involved in Boom Shakalaka. Boom Shakalaka! Tonight. This is his. This is his chance to shine. Chase, welcome in. Are you ready? To, are you ready to go, man? Absolutely. I think there has been a lot of hype behind this, and everybody's excited. And uh, can't wait to win the three point competition. Did you play <laughs> NBA Jam growing up? I did. I played a little bit. Yeah. What what uh, what other sports video games do you like? NFL Blitz. That's a great N64. one. Sixty four. Um, and that's all my old school ones. I'm a big uh, I'm a big Madden guy. I love Madden. Me and Matt Carlino actually started a uh, dynasty with the Chiefs. Got to give the Kansas City Chiefs. Are you Andy a Chiefs Reed, fan? Chiefs guy. Six and zero. Oh. Big Andy Reid fan. BYU alum. Yeah. And love Alex Smith. So you can't love him too much though because he went to Utah. No, I, I know, I know, I know. But you're a BYU guy now. But yeah, Andy Reid and Alex Smith. They BYU and Utah <laughs> doing great things together. The two sides coming together tonight I, for the better beautiful. good. I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're hearing your accent a little bit. You're from Ripley, West Virginia. Yeah. If people didn't watch Basketball Media Day, this is their first chance to kind of hear you. 
tell us about how, uh, out of West Virginia, you went to Wake Forest and now you're here at BYU. Yeah, out of high school, I signed with Wake Forest, which is about three and a half, four hours from my house. And, uh, you know, great place, but, you know, needed to make a change and um, made a bold move and came out here. And, you know, I'm really happy. I love BYU, so I'm excited to be here. What has your experience been in uh, the P-Town, in Provo thus far? How do you like it? I like Provo. It's cool. It's uh, it's different than anything I really ever experienced, but it's um, it's cool, man. Everybody loves BYU here. They support uh, all the sports, so I think it's been a warm welcoming to Provo, and uh, you know I'm really enjoying it. Have you envisioned knocking down that first three pointer in the Marriott Center with twenty one thousand <laughs> crazy fans? Many times, many times. I, it's 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 tough that I have to wait a year, but um, it'll be well worth it. I love the Marriott Center, man. I think I'm shooting better than I ever have in this gym. It's definitely a shooter's gym, so um, yeah, I've envisioned that a lot. And because you transfer from a, a D1 to a D1, you have to sit out this year. Mm-hmm. You can't play in the exhibitions. You can play in the Cougar Tip-Off, which is next Wednesday night. Well, you can watch it on BYUTVSports.com. You're calling that game, right, Spencer? Absolutely. I'm awesome. in. So what I, the message I want to get across to you today is this is a huge night for you. Because, you're, unfortunately, you can't play in the games. So you're in the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. What's what's uh, I don't know how much strategy you need other than I'm going to make shots. <laughs> yeah, um, I <laughs> was actually bust it. I was actually just talking to my dad. My mom and dad are flying in tonight for the weekend, nice. and uh, he was trying to talk a little strategy with me for the three point competition. But I don't really have any. I'm kind of just I stay loose. I just shoot the ball. I don't really think about it. If I have a bad day shooting, I you know I know I can shoot the ball, so I'm not really worried about it. I, I don't so I don't really stress about that. So I'm just going to go out there shoot and. Hopefully I make them all. Do you have like a comfort food when you have a rough day, like a bad day shooting at the gym? Do you have a go-to? Um, I'm a big pizza guy. I love California Pizza Kitchen, so I okay. will go there and just down. I eat pretty healthy, but that's my cheat meal. If I have a bad day, I go there, carb up, you know, <laughs> get about 1,000 calories in, and I'm good to go. Now, nice. do, now, have you brought stuff from West Virginia that you want to cook and introduce to your roommates, Matt Carlino and Anson Winder? <laughs> For example, hush puppies, coleslaw. Grits, <laughs> etc. Um, I'm not a big grits guy or coleslaw. I love hush puppies though. But no, I'm I'm not really. I I, I call myself a hybrid. I'm not a hundred percent like country, full country. Even though I live on a farm in West Virginia, but um, you know, I like all different kinds of foods. I'm cooking. I cook chicken, salmon, steak. You know, a lot of, a lot of healthy stuff. So I've introduced them to a lot of new slang and terms just because. I talk a little bit different in my accent, and they always tell me that. So, But no new food for them. Like what words? Um, I say y'all a lot, and it's really drawn out. A lot of people say that. <laughs> I love um, it. I love it. Yeah, and just mainly my accent. I don't remember all of them, but they everyone gives me crap for my accent every day. So I've told you this before. Embrace it, and you do. Oh, I love it. I love it. Why, what, what would you be if you weren't different? You know, We'd all be the same, so... I love it. I'm thinking that gives you an advantage with the co-eds, I would assume, right? They love guys that have an accent. I know my wife does. She, she was a guy. You're not from Orem and served a mission in Brazil. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. I'm from West Jordan, served in Brazil. I'm like 10,000 other dudes in <laughs> You got that accent. You got to play it up, man. Yeah, it's definitely an advantage. Um, so I, I do. I do. So Nice. Okay, you, you're the already self-proclaimed three-point contest winner tonight. Although Jeff Judkins, the women's basketball coach earlier this week, said he is the best shooter at BYU. Um, Have you interacted with Jeff at all? You know about is he the head coach yeah. of the women's team? Played with the Celtics I've back in the day. Talked to him a little bit, but not not a ton. I want to see this. I want to see some of you guys against Juddy, as they call him. <laughs> I would. We're gonna do it. We're he is do a it. pretty good shooter. Kyle Chilton's here. We're gonna hook this up.
He nodded his head. It's approved. I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm ready. To, I'll take on all challengers. I'm self-proclaimed champion coming in. <laughs> okay. Now, Who wins the dunk contest and the skills challenge then? Ooh. Skills? I'm going to go with Matt Carlino. Team Carlino. Team Carlino. Um, okay. Saw him practicing yesterday. Probably win that. Um, dunk contest. Everyone's thinking Eric Mika, but I'm thinking Kyle Collinsworth. Big Russia. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of hype on Mika right now in this dunk contest, which which is he should have it, but I'm feeling Kyle Collinsworth, underdog. He's got now, a lot of swag too. Now He's Josh, bring that. now Josh Sharp comes in having dunked a ton last year. He made Sports Center's top ten. Yeah. No one's talking about Josh Sharp. Jo- I was talking to Josh in the locker room yesterday. He's, I put him down as my dark horse because you never know. He's not. He doesn't. He's a little bit on the quiet side, so he's not really revealing his strategy, but. I don't know. I talked to him. I feel like he can he can get up. So he can get up probably higher than anyone. So we'll see what he does. I don't know. Okay, on uh, Basketball Media Day, you told me some interesting things about your music selection in the locker room, yeah. uh, involving such gems as Miley Cyrus uh-huh. and Katy Perry. Yeah. When did, when did that start? Uh, for me, I've always liked uh, <laughs> you know pop music and Katy Perry, Kesha, uh, Miley Cyrus. He went there. <laughs> I've, went there. I've, I'm not ashamed of it either. I've, me and my brother have always liked it. Um, <laughs> nothing like a woman's voice and good beat. It's good. It's feel good music. You know, it puts you in a good mood. And uh, Eric Mika loves it, and everyone loves it in the locker room. Of course, so we, Eric Mika would love it. So we, uh, <laughs> so we, uh, we jam out before practice, after practice, and not ashamed either. Most so. importantly, does it does it put you in the right frame of mind to go out and play well? No doubt, because it keeps you loose. You're happy. You're singing. You're dancing. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about good vibes. So positive vibes, and that's what it does for me. Now, it's a bummer you have to sit out um, because we're going to be anxious to see you play, but we can't this year. Matt Carlino had to do the same thing for half a season. Mm-hmm. Has he coached you on how to appropriately whip a towel, how to get the chair out there? <laughs> I mean, are, are you ready for this? Yeah, I, I, I'm ready for it. I think I've asked Matt a couple times, and Anson, also redshirted here, so I've asked them you know, how it is sitting out, and the coaches have given me some good advice too. So I'm ready to look fresh on the bench. I'll be looking good, representing BYU, and, uh, and I'll, be the big, I'll be the biggest cheerleader. So I think that's the role I have to take this year. It's tough because I've never, you know, 20 years of my life, I've been playing basketball for a lot of them. So it'll be different, but you know, I'm supporting the team, doing what I can, and I'm going to be looking good on the bench. Rep it in practice as well. Oh, no doubt. You got I'm, the- I'm on the practice squad right now. I love it. Got all my guys, so we got a, we got a good team. Be first team all practice squad oh, nationally. I'm, I think I'm preseason player of the year. <laughs> practice squad. I heard that. The key to the bench, by the way, is looking good. You got to be yeah. the best dressed guy because you're in you're in those clothes every game. And there's no doubt I will be. I'm going this weekend. Actually, uh, my parents are coming in. Like I said, and yes. we're going to we're going to Salt Lake Sunday, and I'm going to get. Some more dress clothes, some ties, some nice pants, get fitted for some stuff. So I'll be looking GQ, Justin Timberlake-esque. Oh, nice. Nice. JT. Love. In your loves. suit and tie. <laughs> yeah. I-, I can try and be JT, but <laughs> you're not JT. You don't have style. Thanks, Jim Rome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Chase, uh, last question for you. Biggest goofball on the team? Matt. Matt Carlino. Carlino, yeah. Matt Carlino. I'd have to agree. If you follow him on Instagram, you're seeing Hilarious. what this guy's made of. Matt is Matt is one of a kind. Got a good outlook on life too. That's why he's so funny. Just carefree, doesn't care. Good dude. Chase, we're gonna have to have you back on the show again very soon. Absolutely. Kyle, let's make that happen. 
Kyle can't see me right now, but I'm, I'm calling him out. Come, it's a thumbs up. It's yes, approved. Yes, it's a thumbs it's up. It's Kyle, Kyle approved. Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around plus today's Rise and Shout. More of your tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Basketball. Boom shakalaka. It's tonight, people. Boom shakalaka. The BYU Basketball Showcase, 9 p.m. Eastern in the Smithfield House and on BYU TV. It's a three-point shootout, a skills competition, and a dunk contest hosted by Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. It's going to be awesome. Soccer. Patch cuts it inside. Nikki Fernandez. Fernandez with the left foot and scores! That guy sounds familiar. Called that game last night. 25th-ranked Cougars beat Pepperdine at Southfield on a goal in the 84th minute by yesterday's BYU Sports Nation guest, Nikki Fernandez, channeling BYU Sports Nation karma. BYU hosts Loyola Marymount Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Dave McCann will have the call while I'm in Houston. Women's volleyball. Last night, BYU swept Portland to improve to 8-0 in in West Coast Conference play. The 20th-ranked Cougars were led by Catherine Lechemenot who had nine kills and six blocks in the win. That's not how you actually say her name. BYU, BYU plays at Gonzaga tomorrow afternoon. They are, they've won 11 straight games. They're neato. A rise and shout today. How about Chase Fisher? He was great. Chase was awesome. This team has so much personality with guys like Chase Fisher. I love it. And you're going to see that on display tonight at Boom Shakalaka. Please Boom watch. Shakalaka! You're going to enjoy it. You won't regret watching it tonight. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Hey, we've compiled the best bits from around the week. It's time for our top sounds of the week. I'm the best shooter in BYU. <laughs> Men's team, everybody. Men's team, every team. He's yes. still got it. He's still, still got, got it. it. The defense really is what's keeping them uh, in games. Yeah, it's a big game for BYU to continue with this momentum that they've they've kind of built up with these this three game win streak. And- They're undefeated. I know that it's not going to be like a lay down team that we can go in and walk all over. The one trap thing is that this team has had a real knack for forcing turnovers. They're number one in the country in turnover margin, plus 2.8 per game. If BYU goes down there and Houston's at their average of plus 2.8, now all of a sudden there's a chance that Houston can beat BYU. It's crazy what's happening with the defense. The bottom line is when it's time for a Cougar defender to make a tackle, he makes that tackle. You know, this is a tough on-the-road game against a good Houston Cougars team. They're undefeated, so they're riding high. Um, so it's going to be a good clash. I think we're just gaining momentum. Your top sounds of the week, including Jeff Judkins, head women's basketball coach at B- or head basketball coach of the women's team at BYU, Austin Jorgensen, BYU football player, Blaine Fowler, Trevor Maddich, David Nixon. Very quickly, Jerem. Your favorite tweets from today in regards to the trap game. It's a trap. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nicole Williams, Jamal's mom, at UCLA grad 90. She says, I'm in Houston ready for BYU to win. Hashtag go Cougars. Another one. At BYU GIF. Houston, hashtag not a trap game. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's so far from a trap game, I can't believe it's a trap. Yes. <laughs> All right, that was one too many. I can't believe it's still being considered that way by anyone. General Akbar would agree that uh, don't BYU's, BYU's defense can repel an offense of that magnitude. Final poll results, by the way. What's your bold prediction for BYU at Houston? The winner, Cody Hoffman, 
breaks the all-time record with two TD oh, catches. Oh, comeback! Okay. We rarely have a comeback, and we had a comeback. The second was BYU by 17+, plus, which is the number that I think BYU's going to win by. At least 17. Do you, do you think it's going to be more than 17, Jerem? It depends. At that point, it's turnovers. I think BYU 17 points better than Houston straight up. No turnovers involved. Okay. And it will come down to the turnover ma- uh, margin, which we discussed in uh, five keys to the game. What a great show today. Chase Fisher, Tony Levine. We had some bites from Bronco Mendenhall. Really good stuff. And thanks to everyone on our BYU Sports Nation crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, BYU radio station manager Don Schlein, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Check out archived episodes of the show on demand every afternoon at youtube.com slash BYU radio. And don't forget tonight... Boom shakalaka! For Jerem Jordan, the creator of Boom Shakalaka, I am Spencer Linton. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Watch football!